Hello, and welcome to Knock Off Drinks with a Difference. I'm your host, Amy Armstrong, passionate non-alcoholic expert and sober socialite. Grab your favourite glass of non-alcoholic wine and join me on the couch for a chat about all things alcohol-free. Hello. What better way to start version 2.0 of the Dry But Wet podcast? This version will be a lot more personal, uh, a lot a lot broader. What better day to start than today, which is my two-year soberversary? So this time two years ago, I was in quite a sorry state. I had written myself off to the point of being totally blackout drunk by 4.30 in the afternoon. Uh, and the sad thing about that, I guess, is that this was not a lone occurrence. I was really reaching a point where I was totally at the end of my tether and so sick of myself and so sick of my drinking habits that ultimately I knew that something had to change. By that that afternoon on the, the 5th of June, I went to a long lunch. I got totally socially excited because I knew that very soon I would be looking to give up alcohol. I had reached a point where it was impacting myself, my health, my family far too much. I was so sick of the arguments. I was so sick of my excuses. And I was so sick, really, of not feeling in control. I wasn't feeling... Every single time I went out or was going to do something, my husband Zeb would say, "You please don't write yourself off. You're not going to write yourself off, are you? I can see you're on a mission. He, he, he always had the foresight. I didn't have the foresight. I had, was in total denial. And every single time I was like, no, 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 I'm going to drink sensibly. No, 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 no. I never planned to go out and write myself off. And really, um, I, I did a lot of the time. I was always the quickest drinker. I was always f- first one through around. I was always waiting on a waiter to bring me more wine. I was always hyper-focused on getting my next drink. And it took so much bloody energy. I had no idea how much energy it was taking up. Mm, this is good Prosecco. Uh, so, but, but this wasn't an overnight realisation. This took me years, literally years, of having counselling, of fights, of ending up in hospital, of neglecting my child. And like not in like the worst kind of a way, but in ways that, you know, I, I, there are times when I have blank spots in my memory. I don't remember walking her home from friends' birthday parties, things like that that you really don't need to be doing as a parent. Um, so there were, there were quite a few years, really, of, of going through this, of fighting with myself, of saying that I would cut back, of trying to control the situation and just always failing dismally at that. It took a few years of that and it took lockdown, really, and, and the anxiety that that brought with me, uh, with it, uh, to me, to really bring things to a head. So few months into or straight away into lockdown like lockdown 
like a lot, all of us really, no one, I don't think anyone was like, yay, lockdown. Lockdown really knocked me around. My anxiety went through the roof. I wasn't coping with the homeschooling. And I didn't even have a, a, a child at school while it was still in kindergarten then, but it was just having her home constantly and being too scared to send her to her grandparents' house and trying to do a near full-time load with work. And, and every, I mean, everyone, so many people were in the same boat. It was just the anxiety just increased dramatically and I wasn't coping. And I w- saw my doctor and she put me on an antidepressant and that helped, but it was also, it just made me a total mess when I was drinking because I wasn't actually supposed to be drinking on the antibiotics. But, you know, drinking was way more important than any instructions on on the antibiotics label. So, yeah, I just got to the point where I was having maybe five or six beers and going, my memory was would just disappear. I would go into a black hole earlier and earlier and really starting to feel worse for wear dramatically. Um, but I still was at a point where, I, you know, I was sick of myself, but I didn't know what to do about it. And it took a very fortuitous phone call from a girlfriend who is in New Zealand, who a friend who I went to high school with. She happened to contact me out of the blue and say, look, I've, I've, I just wanted to get in touch and say um, I've been on this non-alcoholic journey or, uh, you know, getting off the booze and it had become a problem in my life. And I hope that my behaviour when, when we were younger isn't what sort of brought us, not not brought us together, pushed us apart as friends in high school. And I, if I'm really sad that we didn't stay friends during high school. And her just broaching this topic of conversation with me was just like a, a bit of a light bulb moment. And we jumped on a Zoom and had a really, really good chat about her experience. And it was like so many aha moments for me where I was like, oh, I feel exactly the same, the partying, the arguing, the bad behaviour, the cycle of guilt and then drinking to deal with the guilt and, and everything. And she had been through such a, such a similar um, situation to me and in the end she did found the alcohol experiment, the free online 30-day alcohol experiment. She did that and she saw the light and she found a life beyond alcohol and she sold it to me then, really. Um, I very distinctly remember just feeling like once I stop drinking, my life will be over. I won't be able to do anything fun anymore. My socializing will be, you know, a thing of the past. And she said, no, 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 mate. Like, you will be able to do everything. You'll do everything that you're doing now, but you will not have the guilt. You will not have the worry. You will be present and you're going to enjoy every moment. And I was like, Okay, I'm 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 here for that. I'm signing up for that, but I'm going to sign up for that on Monday because I got a lunch on the on Friday, and I you know I want to do the lunch. So I went, I did the lunch, had about five thousand glasses of prosecco. I was blacked out four thirty in the afternoon, wandering home. I had a my bike with me because I rode my bike, so I wouldn't have to to drive. But I I wasn't in a fit state to be riding my bike. So I pushed my bike home with another bottle of wine in the basket um, only to, to come home and, and be more drunk and belligerent and 
just a total pain in the ass. And I woke up that next morning, the Saturday morning on the 6th of June, 2020. And I rolled over to Zeb and said, don't even, don't even give me any grief. Don't tell me anything about last night. I know that it was not cool and I'm done. I am totally done. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Heard it all before. He was actually like, no, no, no. I don't think you need to stop drinking altogether. Why don't you just have a drink when we go out tonight? Like he still thought that sober Amy was going to be like such a miserable, grumpy, I'm missing out sort of a person. And I was like, no, I'm really done with this. I cannot control it. I cannot have one or two drinks. I have tried and I have failed. I need to do this and I need to do it sober. Uh, so then he got on board, which was, which was good. And I did the 30-day the alcohol experiment. And really, I have like never, ever looked back from that. It's been a total game changer, total blessing. And I can't recommend that program highly enough to anyone. What I, ca- what I came out of that realizing is that all of the things that I thought alcohol was giving me, that was, that was confidence, that was, um, you know, a boredom filler, that was helping my creativity, that was, you know, personality. It was all those things. It was just taking them away. It, it was meaning that I was hiding behind the bottle. And what I found when I got rid of the bottle was that I was all of those things all along. And I just grew so quickly. I grew into my confidence. I got so much clarity. I was able to focus on creative things properly. I moved past the boredom and I built a business. Like it just gave me so much room for creativity that I didn't like as a creative person, I didn't know that I I had. I didn't know that I had the capacity for. I hadn't realized how much time and energy alcohol was draining from my life because it's not just the time that you waste, you know, all of Saturday afternoon sat around drinking. It's the time recovering. And it's also the time feeling guilty. Like I live in a very small town and I used to feel the weight of what I might have done the night before any time I was down the street. I might not have done anything, but when you're in that state of constantly having forgotten things and not knowing what you've done, it's just like you don't want to look anyone in the eye. You're just second-guessing yourself the whole time. And as soon as I stopped drinking, I felt that weight just lift immediately. So it just gave me so much more capacity for life. And it's been such a journey. Like the past two years have been such a journey. I've done so much self-discovery. I have had to learn how to cope with stress rather than just drinking it away. And I've had a lot of stress in the last two years. My husband has had two major surgeries. He has been unwell for a really big portion of the time and for all of the time. And I, I wouldn't have coped with any of that if I had to keep drinking or it would have absolutely turned to shit. Like it would have been an absolute nightmare had I still been drinking. I have got so much more authority and self-awareness and I've 
found, you know, this amazing thing, which I love doing. Um, if I hadn't stopped drinking, I probably wouldn't have left my job. I certainly wouldn't have found a business to, to grow and a passion to, to expand on. I would be stuck. I think alcohol keeps you stuck and it keeps you small. So my journey of, of starting Dry But Wet has just been one that has been so immensely rewarding. And obviously it would not have happened if I had have uh, kept drinking. Um, what really began as um, just me on a search really for really drinkable non-alcoholic drinks to fill that kind of gap that I had with having an adult drink in my hand, you know, having that FOMO, having that experience, the experience and the taste and the ritual of being able to pour a glass of wine, pop a cork, sit in a social situation with a glass of wine. I was just on a mission to find the best tasting wines. and that, But it was all just for me. It was just a note section in my phone, easy, easy way to, you know, make sure I wasn't doubling up on anything. And a girlfriend one afternoon was sitting here and she just said, why don't you start an Instagram account? I was like, no, I, God, I've never even been in, on my photos in my Instagram account. That's not really my jam. She's like, yeah, but if you did it well, you might get a couple of like free drinks out of it. You could be an influencer. And I was like, ha, 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 righto. Okay, challenge accepted. So we set up the account put up my first couple of reviews, which I think were like naughty and odd birds. So I started well. <laughs> um, and that just grew so quickly and organically. I've had amazing people following me and engaging with me since day dot. And, you know, they've spurred me on and, you know, th then things have just naturally fallen into place. It's been the Instagram, then the website, and then getting into hospitality, petitioning for better options in hospitality, creating resources that support all of that. And then, you know, moving into working out really what I want to do with this because it is something that, that drives me so much. So that's where I've diversified into, you know, still continuing to do the reviews but also now doing consultancies and events and the events I love so much because it just gives me a way of bringing to you the best of the best non-alcoholic drinks that I am 100% across. I am, you know, at the forefront. I am aware of everything that's coming in as it's coming in. I'm bringing those best products to you so that you can have the taste and experience and understand that there are incredible products out there. I don't want people to have an, uh, an experience of supermarket wine, naming no names, where they're just disappointed and they judge alcohol, uh, non-alcoholic drinks based off of that experience and write them off and that's it. Uh, non-alcoholic wine is terrible. But non-alcoholic wine is not terrible. There are incredible products and people are really putting time and energy and money into creating these top-notch quality drinks. And it's exciting because the market is growing so much and it's just so good to be able to pour glasses of wine for people and see their reactions and 
know that they've found their new favorite drinks. The most exciting part of this journey so far is being invited to London to judge in the non-alcoholic portion of the IWSC, the International Wine and Spirits Competition in London. Like it's an incredible, um, it was incredibly surprising, <laughs> but it's also an incredible honour and it really makes me realise that all the hard work that I've been putting into this over the past year and a half is, is being recognised, which is amazing. So that's going to be such an incredible journey, going over to London, going to the UK, which is the, the beating heart centre of non-ALK. Non, uh, they are so far ahead of us um, here in Australia. A meeting with producers, meeting with brands, meeting with Club Soda. I'm going to the Mindful Drinking Festival uh, to present there, which is super exciting and another great honour. Uh so, yeah, it, like it's just mind-blowing. Like this girl who two years ago wouldn't have spent more than six. So I was loving, you know, my Aldi Tempranillo, which is $6 a bottle or a $15 bottle of Brut from the IGA. That was my sort of my go-to. I'm not a fancy wine person. I have no background in wine. I have strong opinions on things like food and and drinks. But... I was never after quality and now that's 100% what I'm doing is focused on quality, focused on what's in your drink. I've learned so much over the past couple of years about, you know, the processes and the what to look for in a wine and what to avoid in your non-alcoholic drinks. It's just, it's just, it, yeah, it's incredible. The, the the girl two years ago, if you, if you, she saw me today, she would have been like, what the fuck? What has happened? <laughs> Who is this person? What have you done with Boozy Amy? Um, yeah, it blows my mind. And I feel so lucky, but also I do recognize the, the work that I have put into it. Um. Yeah, so that's sort of an introductory post, uh, post uh, podcast episode, I guess. That's me in a little nutshell. I want to use this podcast now to chat about all things non-alc. I can chat you through products, experiences that I have, like dealing with hospitality can be an interesting experience at the best of times. And just make it really personal and chat to, I think, incorporate chats with makers, but also make it a lot broader and, and chat to other people in the industry and whatnot, as well as sharing more of my personal stories. So thank you for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed my little ramble. I'm off to finish my glass of Prosecco and go and have a little pamper to celebrate my two-year Soberversary. So here's cheers and I'll see you again soon.